0: Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. We have a fox in the hen house. Or we did have a fox in the hen house. We saw the video of the fox running around the Capitol in D.C. What we didn't know is that like nine people got bitten. That uh, should tell you something about the uh, the brainiacs in D.C. The fox, wild fox running around it bites nine people. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, do something different. Punch him in the face. Do something. But they have captured it. And they captured it humanely. They put it They put a little tarp over them and put him in a cage. And they took him off to the side. And then, then only then did we I mean we euthanized it humanely of course. There's no way that the people in D.C. would have said, oh come here little foxy. So they tested it. It did test positive for rabies so now you've got a contact trace everyone that's was bitten all nine or problem could be more in dc that was bitten by this fox The fox is nipping at you and you don't do anything no no honey no that is not gonna happen uh a fox comes running up to you like that with uh you know looking to bite you like that no uh you're going down actually probably not going to happen in dc but it uh, could and it certainly would happen in the great state of texas i'll tell you what but then they also found that the fox had babies <laughs> had babies known as kits apparently fox babies are called kits and they were found and captured but there was no word <laughs> if they had to be euthanized or not <laughs> I'm sure That if they were put down They were put down humanely There's no way That anyone in D.C. is going Here, Fox, little babies Little kids, come here, babies I mean, I don't know I don't know how many there were. They didn't say how many, uh, you know, how many babies they found because usually I think uh, you know the mom gives birth to four or five cubs, so you don't know how many babies there were. We only, I mean, we only put down three, well four if you count the mom and uh, or the or the dad and uh, you know. So I'm not sure how many they put down, but anyway, rest at ease, DC, at least for now. The fox. With rabies has been put down and you're safe. So, if you know anyone that was bitten by this particular fox or any fox in DC, I'll have them contact officials immediately because, uh, man, you could start wandering around aimlessly like you don't know what you're doing and don't know what you're saying. And you could almost be like the president. No, that won't happen. Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So today's the day that uh, Tiger Woods (laughs) is back at the Masters. I know, I can't stop thinking about it. I was looking at uh, the uh, airport, the Augusta Regional Airport. Now, during the Masters, they expand their operations with direct flights from New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Chicago, Miami, and Austin uh, coming into Augusta. Um, That's a big deal with uh, the Masters is going on. But the airport also said, yeah, we get about fifteen to 1,600 corporate jets. Yeah, a lot of private jets uh, parking on a runway. In fact, they closed a runway just to be a parking lot for these private jets. Uh, so it's pretty cool. So they say on average about thirty or 35,000 people go through this airport during the Masters. So they hire, uh, I mean, it's an employment, right? They hire a 100 additional employees. Every aircraft has to be parked by a parking team. Then uh, they get passengers off and on the ground to transportation. They have to take care of the aircraft. They have to fuel it. They have to make sure if it needs an auxiliary power unit, they have to make sure that uh, if there's catering, that the food has to be up. (laughs) I'm not. I can't be expected to fly out of Augusta and not have some sort of snack on board. That can't happen. Okay, they go through five hundred thousand gallons of fuel over the course of a week, and we saw a Tiger fly in last week. So he's got a you know prime parking space. He got there early. <laughs> now the guy who's in charge of the airport said he was uh, most in awe meeting Arnold Palmer. I guess maybe he never met Tiger. Maybe he wasn't there when Tiger landed early on. I don't know. So we'll see. So they say that uh, a lot of the players arrive via NetJets, which is, you know, private timeshare for the Jets. Uh, So entry-level private jet service for NetJets, smallest plane, starts at $6,500 an hour. Of course, over the week, I mean, aircrafts that cost well into the millions are going to make their way to the runway. The G5s the, the G650s, uh, they'll start at about $50 million. <laughs> That's a fun to have, though. Man, if you can afford a private plane, that is the way to travel. Man, I have flown commercial. I have flown private. And private is the way to go. I, you know, I obviously do not have my own plane. I know I, I should. There's no question. But uh, I've decided that you know what, fifty million for that new G650. You know what, I'm just not going to spend that. Uh, if I need a private plane, I'll get the six thousand five hundred dollar an hour one. Okay, all right, but I'm not gonna have one of my own. I mean, that's the way to do it because your time, your time is so important. And if you've got to travel places for business, it's your time that you that costs you money. So to have to wait and go through a TSA checkpoint to get somewhere is just um, how about no? <laughs> how about no? And I see as long as we were talking about. Uh, talking about airlines uh, i see where uh, some uh, flight attendants are suing i know they're suing uh, against the biden mask mandate because they say they were weaponized to be mask enforcers yeah yeah you were and it looked as though and i could be wrong on this it appeared to me that you were all doing a great job of it weren't you <laughs> yes you were we saw a lot of videos where it showed that you were doing a great job of it. <laughs> you liked being the old weaponized mask enforcers because you didn't ever... Now maybe that's and that's what we're seeing. I know, don't. If you're a flight attendant, I got it. I got it. I, I know flight attendants and I know that many of them go out of their way and went out of their way to help people out and what we see on video are the worst case scenarios. I know. I know. But a group of nine flight attendants suing to end the mask mandate on planes. And she said uh, has created a really hostile environment for all of us. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, it most definitely has. And I believe that's actually what's affected a lot of the bad blood on the airlines. That we see even more To this day. I mean. I don't know if it affected. This guy. uh, uh, Flying from Seattle to Phoenix. This past weekend. But apparently. Four times of. uh, Pleasuring yourself on a flight. That's one too many. I know. (laughs) So a woman sitting next to this guy. uh, On a flight took pictures. And uh, when he fell asleep. She. After about an hour of. You know diddling with himself. uh, She told. Uh. She told the flight attendants, and they let her move. Uh, and so when the plane landed, she told police, look, she's seen him diddling with himself on four separate occasions during the flight. So my man was taking care of a little personal business on this flight four times. Four times. Now, he told the FBI, look, I asked her if it was okay, and she said okay. So I thought, all right. <laughs> That's the Louis C.K. thing. He asked, and they said yes. Only well, that was the, that was the power struggle. They were not able to say, they were unable to say no. Maybe that's what this lady thought too. She couldn't say no. <laughs> so he said, I said his actual quote was, "I asked the woman if she minded whether I whether I masturbate, and uh, she said no. She said that she put her hands in the air and said it really doesn't matter. Well, there you go." <laughs> That really doesn't matter. And so he said, hey, I thought it was kind of kinky. I just thought I'd you know, play with myself here on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, pilot had the police uh, notified, and uh, they picked him up at the, the old landing strip there. And uh, they placed the passenger on, our, on the no-fly list, resulting in a lifetime ban from traveling on Southwest. I thought you could sit anywhere on the Southwest planes anyway. So allowing her, this lady to move, she could have just got up and moved anyway. Unless, of course, it was a you know a full flight. We've all gotten on those Southwest Airlines, man. And you sit down. I, I remember one time I was so happy to have the middle seat empty. I sat down on the aisle seat and there was a lady sitting next to the window. So we had the middle seat between us. And I looked at her, and she looked at me, and the crowd was still coming on. And I remember telling her, think big. Just think fat. It's easy for me because I already am. But you, you need to think big. Just think big. Don't look at any of the people walking by. I used to do this. I used to do this on the train when I was taking the train into Manhattan every day. Just think big. You don't need to do the man spread and spread out, although it helps sometimes because people don't want to bother with it. But you just, you got to think big. And, so, and just think big. And people just continue to walk by. <laughs> so we had the empty seat on the flight. It was awesome. Anyway, uh, that's what she if it was she was on Southwest, she could have got up and moved. But apparently, no. She just said, uh, you know, all right. <laughs> what do, really doesn't matter, does it? Well, no, I guess not. So, anyway, four times, four times of uh, diddling with yourself uh, on uh, Southwest Airlines uh, means that you get a lifetime ban and uh, you're on the no fly list. So remember that. All right. Don't do it four times. (laughs) That's a helpful hint. You're welcome. And uh, going back to Tiger, I see where he wasn't wearing Nike golf shoes on his practice rounds. I don't know if he's wearing what he's wearing today. Uh, on the course for the first round, I see where he parred the first hole, and uh, you know I, I retweeted actually the Masters tweet uh, at Jeffy JFR. You can see his first uh, the first hole where which he parred. But uh, they were uh, they asked about it. They asked Nike like, "Yo, Nike, what well, come he's not wearing Nike shoes?" And so Nike responded with, uh, "Like golf fans around the world, we are delighted." To see Tiger back on the course He is an incredible athlete And it is phenomenal to see him Returning to the game at this level His story continues to transcend sport And inspire us all As he continues his return We will work with him to meet his new needs Reading between the lines As we like to do here on Chewing the Fat Nike will have a new pair of shoes To Tiger A-S-A-P Let's go to the break room I need something cold to drink Desperately Oh so good so the Emmys I, you know, I'm a fan of the Emmys no question but uh, they have uh, announced their latest 2022 Emmys will take place September 12th which is a Monday the show will air live coast to coast from 8 to 11pm on NBC See, so the ceremony usually takes place on Sunday, uh, except uh, when NBC has the broadcast rights, because NBC is like, yeah, we do an NFL game on Sunday night, so uh, you're not going to you're not going to air your Emmy Awards. (laughs) So we don't care if you go up against Monday Night Football. Which you will lose to, but we don't. You're not going to try to. uh, We're not preempting any NFL games for the Emmys, okay? So uh, that that's going to happen, and you know, I know we talked to this about with, with the Grammys and particularly with the Oscars, but I mean, these award shows are really done. They don't need to be. The networks have spent a lot of money on these award shows, so they're going to continue to air at least until the contracts run out. But really, they should air on youtube and just be cut up into clips so the emmys should just broadcast everything either on youtube or on rumble or whatever whatever site they do other than the networks because we're done with them and i think social media has done that to them um you know i really do i think we you know we see everything we watch everything we see there's the stars and what they say and what they look like it used to be at least we didn't get a look at the stars except for these award shows now You know, they're everywhere, so what's the point of seeing them at the awards show? And we have to wait for the nominations anyway until July for the uh, 74th Emmy Awards. So July 12th, we'll find out who they feel is worth being nominated. Oh, and the Oscars, uh, the Academy meets today. As a matter of fact, today, uh, if you're listening live or listening on a you know, recording, it's the 7th of April at the time of this recording, 2022. The uh, Motion Picture Academy Board of Governors are going to meet tomorrow. I said today, I apologize. They're going to meet tomorrow to discuss Will Smith's slap of Chris Rock at the Oscars. What are the odds... They just put a pause on it. We met. We're deciding. Will has uh, stepped down, and uh, we're deciding what we're going to do. We haven't come to a decision yet. We'll let you know. It's either that or they say we're not going to do anything. And while it's it's ridiculous, uh, Mr. Rock has not done anything. Mr. Smith has been uh, going to rehab, and he's left the academy. So we're done. Thank you. Have a nice day. And I see where it's taken two, not one, but two artists to replace Ye at Coachella, which uh, we talked about happening, uh, you know, April fifteenth through the seventeenth, and then the twenty-second through the twenty-fourth. Yay dropped out, and so the Weekend and the Swedish House Mafia are going to replace Ye at Coachella. I mean, okay, <laughs> uh, you know, it takes more than takes more than one. To replace my man, Ye. He's all wound up anyway. He's pissed that uh, Forbes has listed him at being uh, two billion dollars. I'm sorry, worth two billion dollars. We haven't gone over the Forbes list. We've got to do that. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow to break down the Forbes list. But uh, they claim that uh, you know he's worth uh, two billion, and I think one of the reports was 1.8 billion. But I mean, Yay is worth you know at least. 2 billion but yay is saying oh hey 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 my true fortune is uh like 7 billion okay i'm worth a lot more than 2 billion so you know he's been hanging around with donald trump <laughs> don't undercut me bro also i see where netflix has added a new category uh on their uh, on their uh, app that uh, says uh, gives you a uh, film the short films uh, and uh, you know it's if it's uh, under an hour and 40 minutes long and so you know i remember when uh, pete davidson was uh, you know hollering at uh, netflix to have a short ass movie uh yeah my legs are falling asleep oh okay um i don't know if uh, pete understands the whole idea of watching movies at your home that, uh, you know, one of the things that makes it nice to watch films at your home uh, is that you have a remote. There's a thing, there's a remote control that, uh, you know, turns the power on and off of your viewing device. And it also has a button called pause. So if you have to get up, use the restroom, make yourself some popcorn, get a bowl of ice cream, Make sure that your legs are not falling asleep. Uh, Then you can unpause it. And you just hit that pause button. And then you walk back in and you click it again. (laughs) And the movie starts right up. Right where you had paused it. Almost as like you didn't even leave. It's an amazing... I mean, technology is a wonderful thing. Maybe someone should point that out to Pete. And speaking of pausing things, I see if you are listening to this program chewing the fat thank you i appreciate it if you're listening and you're not a subscriber nobody likes a freeloader okay so go ahead and subscribe you can choose whatever platform you want you can even choose the platform that you're listening if your friend has uh, let you listen to the show on the platform that they like you can choose that platform as well but nobody likes a freeloader okay anyway uh if you have a, a college student loan uh that's been paused now again through august 31st so you don't, you don't have to make any payments. That's great, and people are still angry about that. They're saying no. I mean, there's people in Washington D.C. that want to just make them all go away. Poof, you don't owe anybody anything. So I would like to propose this: if your student loan gets wiped off the debt sheet, which you know, fine. I, I, you know, if you're going to wipe off loan debt, um, I, let me get in line. But I don't have any student loan debts. Um, I got my, actually, that's another story. Never mind. I'm not going to get into my student loan debt story. But uh, just know that if you go and say, yes, I want my student loan debt wiped off the face of the earth. I don't want to have to owe anybody anything for the school that I went to. How about if you got a degree, you have to turn that into You just don't have a degree anymore. It doesn't count. You don't have to pay, and you don't get the degree. What do you say? How about that? You think somebody will go for that? not a chance. I see where my man Mattress Mac is uh, fighting back from his losses. I mean, he's lost a bunch of money, Mattress Mac from the Houston area. Uh, bets money on sporting events and has deals for his stores and stuff and we've talked about uh, how mattress Mac goes about his business where he you know if you uh, if you bet and you uh, you win you get uh, you know you get your furniture free and if not you have to pay for it uh, along with his bets that's his deal. but he won 12.2 million dollars on Kansas on the national championship men's basketball game he uh, which is good I mean he's 12.2 million that's not a bad day <laughs> now before the final four he wagered 5.5 million to win 10.5 million on Kansas at plus. 190, And then he bet $3.3 million at Caesars Sportsbook and $2.25 million at Barstool Sportsbook. Then he doubled down at Caesars before the game Monday and made another $3.3 million bet to win $1.65 million on the Jayhawks on the money line at $200. So it snapped his losing streak. Now he's dropped about $25 million. Since uh, the 2021 Super Bowl. So he's still not quite even. But uh, he's fighting back. He's fighting back. Nice to see Mattress Mac fighting back. Speaking of mattresses. You see where uh, Hillary Clinton admitted on on the podcast. You and me both with Hillary Clinton. I bet you that is a riveting podcast. But uh, she admitted that uh, she and Bill uh took the mattress from the white house when they left in 2001 i think we've documented they took more than that <laughs> when they left they are not good people but she said uh, there was a listener voicemail to her podcast uh, thanks for you know we've been doing that on this show for quite some time good idea there hillary uh my question for you is were the beds in the white house comfortable thanks Uh, Hillary said they were very comfortable and I, well, I would like to hear, I'm going to have to get the audio for this. We've got to hear Hillary's answer to this in her voice. And, And I know it's bad, so I'll just tell you what she said. Uh, they were very comfortable. And I have to tell you that the mattress in the white house was so comfortable that, you know, when we moved since the white house would provide a new mattress for our successor, we said, can we take the mattress with us? Yeah, I bet they asked. I bet they asked. They just said, throw it in the back of the truck. I guarantee you. That's what they they said. Sure, we're just going to throw it away otherwise. So literally, we had that mattress for 20 years. In fact, we have just bought a new mattress. It was that comfortable for that long. Well, I mean, you can make the argument when you have one person sleeping on that big old mattress uh, throughout the years, it probably lasts a lot longer than... When you have two people on it, because I doubt very much that uh, Hillary and Bill were sleeping on the same bed. But I don't know, I could be wrong. I also, did you see the video of OJ Simpson uh, with the three women? And everybody's making a big deal about O.J. and, uh, you know, the three women. And I was I watched that video. Now, O.J.'s sound asleep. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. And these babes come. There's another guy in the house. And they come in and they're going to wake him up in the middle of the night. Some party's going on. They've been out partying and doing whatever. And the group of uh, young, they make a big deal out of, It's young white women wake up a shirtless O.J. at 1 a.m. Details are scarce on what precisely any of the parties are actually doing there. But the imagery is definitely striking. Isn't there at his house, they're partying in the middle of the night, OJ's in bed sleeping, and they wake his ass up. He's probably pissed. What are you doing? Leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, yours truly here, I'm a fan of OJ. Uh, my man's been in, uh, you know, he's a lot of a lot of hot water over the years. <laughs> And you know why. I mean, you know that uh, O.J.'s had some issues. And, uh, you know, in this story, they talk about how uh, the videos that have gone viral from O.J. A clip of him trying to kiss a woman recently blew up in the internet. He's at a bar and this lady is doing a, a video and saying, It's O.J., it's O.J., he's out, he's out. And then he bends down to give her a kiss and she pulls away. Like, no, you know, I'm happy you're out, but you're not getting the kiss for me. Okay. And then there was the video of his Christmas tweet where he's, uh, he's got the little reindeer hat on, you know, the little brace hat that's everybody puts on to be stupid. And in the picture on the shelf is a MAGA hat. <laughs> now, I don't know if it ever had was discovered that, you know, Trump had signed it Or if it was given to him, particularly from down. But the world went crazy against OJ, man. We're not having any of that. You can't be having a MAGA hat on the shelf with your other collectibles. No, that cannot happen. Not in today's world. No, sorry, it's over. Oh, and I see where Ed Sheeran has uh, won his UK copyright lawsuit alleging plagiarism over his uh, Shape of You from 2017. Really amazing that uh, there's so many of those lawsuits going on. He said it's really damaging to the songwriting industry. Uh, yeah, there's only so many notes and very few chords used in pop music. Coincidence is bound to happen if you have sixty thousand songs being released every day on Spotify. That's twenty two million songs a year, and there's only twelve notes that are available. <laughs> He's, he's got the big plea now to end the baseless claims. And uh, I'm sure he's going to, you know, other musicians are going to be on his side. He, uh, he claimed that this case should have never gotten as far as it did. And he wants to uh, bring change uh, to the frivolous speculative copyright infringement cases. All right, well, he's still got other cases to worry about. He's facing another trial here in the U.S., That one's worth about $100 million by the owner of a share of the songwriting rights to Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, who claims Sheeran copied it for his 2014 Thinking Out Loud song. Wow. And he's also settled some cases... Uh, in court, out, in the past. In 2018, he paid $5.4 million to songwriters uh, Thomas Leonard and Martin Harrington after being accused of copying their track Amazing, which was released by X-Factor winner Matt Cardell in 2012 for Sheeran's 2015 song Photograph. Wow. And, he, and then that deal was settled. He said, though, that uh, I feel like claims like this are way too common now and have become a culture where a claim is made with the idea that a settlement will be cheaper than taking it to court, even if there's no basis for the claim. Yeah, that happens all the time. I mean, I, I certainly don't have uh, you know hundreds of millions of dollars like Ed Sheeran, but I'm familiar with settling cases like that. I was in an accident, uh, you know, a hundred years ago, and a guy hit me pulling out of a, pulling out of an apartment complex and he, uh, and I, I screwed that whole thing up anyway. I should have sued him right back and won a bunch of money. Cause he was, he was delivering pizza when he ran into me. Right. So he runs into me and then he pulls off the side of the road. And while we're waiting for the police to show up, he's taking off his pizza sign. And then just before the police get there, the pizza company, sends a guy out to grab the pizzas he was delivering and the sign and leaves so it appears that he had nothing to do with delivering pizzas when he hit me. Oh, okay. So then it's all done. I'm like, "Whatever. I just, you know, just fixed my truck. I was driving a red Dodge pickup truck at the time. Yeah, I liked it. Uh the uh I know. It was just it was a nice truck. That's the one I slammed into the guardrail on the bridge almost went into the went into Tampa Bay one morning but uh so all that gets settled and we're done right? I just want the insurance let's fix the truck I'm done with it okay you hit me we're done fine we got the we got the paperwork so then he files a lawsuit against me because he claims that he can't have uh, relations with his girlfriend or wife now because of the accident and he's suing me which is, is suing my insurance company And so I'm telling my insurance company, no, we are not selling this. This is BS. This guy is, this is false. Let's go to court. I mean, I should, I should be, I should countersue him. This is ridiculous. And the insurance company is like, no, you know, Jeff, it's just easier to pay him this money. And I forget how much it was. That was like 20,000 or something. It wasn't, it wasn't, I mean... Like to have the extra 20 grand in my back pocket right now. But at that, you know, it was like 20,000, which is, you know, nothing. It's not Ed Sheeran $100 million money. But uh, they were like, just we're just going to pay him the 20,000 and we're going to be done with it and we don't have to worry about it and it's over with. No, 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 no. If that was today, I would, there's no chance I would have done that. I'm in a different frame of mind right now. There's no way I would have settled that. Uh, it was just agonizing. But I understand. Ed's frustration with, uh, you know, the idea that a settlement is going to be cheaper than taking it to court. So even if there's no basis for the claim, they just want to settle and get it over with. It's just easier for them to pay the money and be done with it. It's just agonizing. So we're getting more fallout from the bird flu that we've been talking about. I mean, it's the worst outbreak of avian flu since 2015. And, uh, I mean, there's 23 million birds right now that have either been killed by the virus or had to be called to stop the spread. Oh, yeah, it looks like you're going to get sick. So we're going to put you down. Humanely, of course. They would never... I mean... (laughs) It's going to take more than that one shot for 25... Yeah, it would take millions, and they're not going to do that. So, uh, we had 50 million birds that were uh, killed by the avian flu outbreak uh, a few years ago. or I guess it's seven years ago now, 2015. So, this time around, we have 24 states that have been infected since the first cases we started talking about in January, and uh, we haven't had any breakouts in zoos yet, but they're ramping up protections for the birds. And right now, only birds, uh, you know, you can catch a glimpse of at the zoo are penguins since they already have glass barriers protecting them. Yeah, because we don't want the birds to be able to get avian flu or COVID. Uh, We can't have that. So uh, the egg prices and uh, all other, uh, you know, chicken prices are going uh, through the roof. Never mind. That we have uh, natural gas prices up 119%, heating oil up 93%, coffee up 85%, which ooh, I do not like that, Sam, I am. I don't like any of this. I'm just going to go on record as this, okay? I don't like any of it. Uh, WTI crude, 68% up. Brett crude, 66%. Cotton, these are all up, by the way. Percentages of prices that are up. Uh, cotton, 66%. Gasoline, you know, 61%. Wheat. Aluminum, 57%. Sugar, 31%. So, everything below 60%. Sugar, corn, copper, gold, soybeans, silver, lumber, consumer price index, uh, all below 60%. Um, Wheat is at 59%, so I mean, it's right there. Aluminum is at 57%, too, so it's right there. But prices are going through the roof on everything no doubt about it now we do know that uh, and i don't know that this has a uh, a push because of it but i'm sure that it probably does i mean chipotle uh said that they wanted to remember they announced that we're only going to sell chicken that's certified as humanely raised um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and put a pause on that right now. The um, suppliers aren't really able to make the necessary changes without disrupting the whole supply chain thing. So, you know, this whole <laughs> food with integrity thing we're in love with, but we still want to get the food to our restaurants. I mean, according to this, they buy 146.6 million pounds of chicken at the old Chipotle. So, uh, they use, according to this, they use 91.2 million pounds of beef, 46.5 million pounds of cheese, 45.3 million pounds of sour cream, 11.8 million pounds of pork. So yeah, we want it all humanely raised and certified and everything, but we still kind of want it. So, <laughs> you know, we're going to go ahead and put a pause on that. You know what? We're, it was supposed to happen by now. And now we'll just wait. Okay. We're going to wait. Uh, the transition requires changes to our existing suppliers orders. And we're unable to take this step in 2021. So we don't want to interrupt any business. We'll try to make that happen. We'll have a new goal for 2022, but uh, good luck. Uh, Good luck about making that happen. I mean, I see where GM and Honda are now saying, oh, we're going to have an affordable lineup of electric vehicles by 2027. Uh, They're going to be under $30,000. I kind of feel like uh, that, you know, when states are starting to say, well, we're going to ban gasoline-powered cars and engines. That's going to happen. You know, is it, I feel like uh, they're just going to pause it. I feel like they're going to realize, you know, it's probably not going to happen that fast and we still need it. So maybe that's just us. I mean, we sure, we still want to have it and we believe in it for sure, 100%, but we're just going to put a pause on it for right now. It's not going to really happen right now because the uh, the whole supply chain thing and you know that that whole, we want it to happen. Our suppliers can't meet our demands. But we still want to have our food and gasoline and our people want to be able to move and continue to eat and work. So we're going to put all these, uh, this is the goal. It's just a goal. And uh, we're going to try to get there as fast as we can. But the date we originally set, yeah, we're going to go ahead and We're going to go ahead and move that. Anyway, you look at all the prices going up. It's just amazing. And, you know, a lot of people say, hey, we're in the recession already. I know a recession, you know, they define it as two straight quarters of negative gross domestic product. But I know that uh, a lot of the big banks, like the old Deutsche Bank, is saying that, uh, yeah, probably we're going to hit that recession. Uh, We're going to fall into a recession, uh, you know, coming up real soon. Uh, the Fed was too late at the rate hike game. And so they weren't able to achieve their goal. <laughs> I kind of paused a little bit. Oh, and you didn't pause. No, it just kept going. Yeah. So uh, that economic growth uh, thing is kind of uh, going backwards. Right. So they're saying, they're saying that uh, the unemployment would peak in 2024. So that would help bring down inflation. Eh, okay. All right, Uh, you know, if you say so. If you say so, no problem. We believe you. I mean, we're going to start losing people anyway, which is what they really want. You'd think that the population really is an issue. Although they continue to grow our population at the border, letting people in. But they're saying now, prepare for mass overdose events from fentanyl. Wait, what? Yeah, the DEA warned police nationwide. Oh, okay. They issued an unprecedented warning to law enforcement nationwide to brace for a spike in fentanyl-related mass overdose deaths as Mexican cartels push the drug into the United States. Wow. That does not sound good. I mean, and it it could be they're killing Americans at an unprecedented rate, but it's already uh, they're looking for a mass overdose event holy cow and they're saying that it's probably going to be you know whether it's uh, uh an accident uh or so and they're calling a mass overdose uh, three or more people at the same place all right so these types of incidents have already occurred i mean if you listen to um uh, I helped produce the Jackie Daily Show, which is a podcast here on the Blaze Podcast Network. And Jackie talks a lot about energy, and that's what she focuses on. But she also had, uh, a couple weeks ago, you can go back and listen to the interview, really fascinating. She talked to uh, Sheriff Jim Skinner of Collin County, Texas, and Sheriff Bill Wayburn of Tarrant County. And they talked about this war on drugs that they've been having for the last couple years uh, maybe longer but they saw here in dfw all right they saw a 485 percent increase in fentanyl related deaths amazing uh, they're talking about, uh, these overdoses, uh, from lacing of what appears to be legal prescription drugs bought from online foreign forces. And they're also saying that, uh, you know, obviously the lacing of recreational drugs are happening as well, which would be an accident, right? Which would be someone who goes out and says, Hey, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not the usual addicted Cocaine user. I just go out, you know, every three months with my friends. And uh, who among us? Who among us doesn't go out with their friends every every, every couple of months? And, hey, let's do some rails. Let's do some cocaine. Huh? How about it? And so the cocaine is not like the cocaine of the old days. It's got fentanyl, you know, it's laced with fentanyl, and they end up overdosing and dying or overdosing and paying the price for the overdose. Most of them, you know, do die accidental overdoses. But it's by an accident, right? It's not because they, and I realize nobody is taking the drugs thinking they're going to overdose, Jeff. Aren't they all accidents? Well, not really. If you're a junkie, you know at some point it's going to be over for you, right? You just do. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. You just do. But if you're, you know, the guy or girl that goes out every, you know, two or three months and parties with your friends and you know, Millie pulls out the little little vial of cocaine that she bought yesterday, just for tonight, just for a little party, just for us to have a little fun, a little kick, a little bump. And uh, it's laced with fentanyl. Party's over real fast. And it's sad. So now we have the DEA telling us that uh, we have to beware uh, of mass overdose events from fentanyl. So be careful out there. That's all I'm saying. I also heard a number. Uh, I was listening to a murder show the other day, and they gave a number about meth in this country and how is it has increased the deaths and the addiction rate of meth in this country. Gosh, I can't remember the number they used. Gosh darn it. I was listening to uh, this is another show, Anatomy of, Anatomy of Murder uh, podcast, which I find fascinating. And there's some these uh, the the two Dingleberries that uh, do the show, a former New York City homicide prosecutor and host of uh, the uh, Discovery's True Conviction. Uh, investigation uh, Anna Siga Niklazi and the uh, investigative journalist and former deputy sheriff Scott Weinberger and they do this podcast Anatomy of Murder and you know some of the cases are really fascinating and this particular show was about uh, what was the name of the show it was about the murders in Montana oh yeah cross state crime spree uh, and it's well worth a listen. It's, I don't know, it's like 30 or 40 minutes long. All their podcasts are about that long. But uh, it talks about uh, this particular case and the murders and this guy, you know, murdering this couple and other people on a crime street. But it was about meth, uh, which was, you know, the cause behind all of this murder. And the numbers that they gave on meth at the end of this was just incredible. In researching today's story, I reached out to one of my contacts at the DEA, which is the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency. Who told me something startling. To date, while much of the focus, including law enforcement, has been on heroin, fentanyl, and opioids, drug cartels have shifted that focus. They're having a field day. It is clear the United States has become the methamphetamine consumption capital of the world. 50% of all global seizures by law enforcement occur right here in the U.S. That is half a bad recipe for a likely spike in drug-fueled, violent crimes, including homicide. Wow, that's, I mean, just just incredible. Anyway, that was, uh, you know, I'm listening to these stupid shows. (laughs) But that number is amazing. And then when we have the DEA now telling us to prepare for a mass overdose event because of fentanyl, and we have all this meth coming into the country, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I mean, some would say, don't do drugs. Some would say that. Obviously, there's plenty of people that are not saying that. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.